Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Zap, zap, zap. Ernest, Ernest, Ernest. Gross. Puke. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am John R. Bray. And I am Heather B. Armstrong. Today, we do not have any policy wonks. We do not have any musicians. We don't have any guests. So... You're stuck with us. Yeah, sit down, strap on, strap in, strap in, strap, strap, <laughs> strap in, or whatever you're. Honestly, stra- whatever, and just get ready because it's gonna be a bit. It's gonna be a bit of a spiral. It's been a while. Yeah, and a lot has gone on. I mean, you, you could start with what you you just told me about the time change. The fucking time change. Oh, oh my god, it's it's really interesting because time changes. Have never really bothered me. And as a morning person, even when Lexton was little and would still wake up really early, it didn't really bother me. Yeah. But for whatever reason, the time change last fall and the time change this week has, it's, it's awful. Yeah. I don't know why I cannot adjust. So, are you tired? I'm, I'm tired. I have gone to bed later than I'd like. I've woken up later than I'd like. Like everything, it feels like I was in this steady routine and everything just got completely disrupted. Yeah. I, oh my God, it's driving me crazy. And part of it, I think honestly is I finally adjusted to having daylight in the morning when I woke up and now it's back to dark Mm -hmm. and that sucks. And it snowed today. It's snowing. I mean, it's flurrying. I'm not going to say it's snowing. I know there are people that have a lot of snow. I'm just kind of kind of done with it. Boston is supposed to get 21 inches. I know. God, they are getting hit so hard. The east. Yeah. To anyone listening out there, if you have power to listen, I, I'm sorry, because that looks terrible. I've lived through those types of winters, and they are just miserable. And we, you, we have all of my sympathy, all of it, especially yes. the snow shoveling. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, sure, it just flurries. I know. It could be a lot worse. I just I'm done. I'm done with that phase of the season. Is Lexan having a hard time adjusting? He's not. He was fine. I let him stay up late on know, Sunday just because of the time change, and he went right to sleep and woke up. And I mean, he grumbles about being tired because he's you know almost fourteen. But no, otherwise he's been okay. Yeah, he, like he'll t- he tells me that it's really messing with him. There's really no indication. I think he's just trying to make me not feel alone with feeling miserable. That's what's what it is. <laughs> yeah. But damn, is it rough? Are you guys? I mean, is it is it bad um, on your end? I'm a lot more tired than I don't remember as an adult feeling this tired with this time change. I'm having a hard time. Like you said, like we would drive to school and it would be really bright outside, and now it's not nearly as bright. And I even though I went to bed. Like at, at a reasonable hour and woke up at a reasonable hour. I, I like yesterday at like noon in the middle of my writing day, I felt like somebody had drugged me, like roofied me, and <laughs> I had I had to lie down for like fifteen minutes just because it was just like 
so painful. And then Lita got home. She always comes in the door and she's like, you know, runs to me to give me a hug. And she did. And she's like, Mom, why am I so tired? And she was on the verge of tears. And I was like, I know, I'm so sorry. There's this policy, this is policy about time changing. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. My little niece who just turned seven decided on Monday that she wasn't going to go to school because it wasn't the normal time. <laughs> Which honestly, thumbs up to that because it's so hard to explain that we have to change the clocks and that the whole 24 hours of the day shifts, but nothing actually changes. This is such a, a stupid complaint, but the worst part about it, other than the fatigue, is that every single clock like at least that like at least the iPhone automatically and your your the computers automatically change time. Right. But I have like this, you know, this alarm clock. I think we talked about it that um a light comes on like it gradually for like 30 minutes. I had to oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to break out the instructions to figure out how to change that time. And then I had to change the time on the oven and then I had to change the time on the microwave and then I had to change the time in the car. And each of those devices requires like a 70 different steps and they're all different from each other. It's like, oh. Oh, yeah. See, the trick is with the car to just never change it. <laughs> because I didn't change it in the fall. Because it's got like two clocks. It's got the car clock and then it's got the clock from my phone, mm -hmm. which is usually the one I look at. So I've always got a correct clock. But the issue is the only time I ever think to change it is when I'm driving. Mm -hmm. But you can't change it when you're driving. It doesn't let you. You have to be fully parked. Right. But then I park and turn the car off and forget. Yeah. It's it's like they're not big things, but I think those are the reasons that people despise the time change because it just, it throws every little tiny thing off. Yeah. Peter Dow, um, he's in politics. He worked for Hillary, I believe. He did a, a poll on Twitter about daylight savings time and like, should we do away with it? Should we keep it? Or we don't care. And there were like 60,000 votes and like 60% of the people were like, please make it stop. Please make this stop. Please can we do away with this bullshit? And he kept hammering at it like, make it go away. Let's make a policy change. I just don't understand. I know why it existed, but I don't understand why it needs to still exist. It just, you know what it does? It fucks with families. <laughs> that's why. And that's what I, every time change, there's always on Twitter, there's always the people that are like, you know, before kids, time changes, they didn't really matter. Exactly. Now that I have kids, they are the worst thing in the world. It's the worst thing in the world. I, I may have talked, I may have said this before, but my friend Kate, she had a son, oh, about a year before I had Marlo. And she had a really, really, really rough year the first year. He was, he was, um, colicky and you know picky and kind of like Lita <laughs> and when he was about a year old or so you know that the time change in the fall which is usually really fun for because you get to sleep in an extra hour right except oh, yeah. that kids don't understand that and no. getting a kid to, to stay awake an extra hour to go to bed an, an hour later than normal when they're that little is really, really, really difficult because they become really grumpy and awful and terrible. And so she started throwing end of daylight savings time parties where oh it's like, God. bring your kids and we will keep them awake that extra hour together. That is so awesome. It was awesome. And even now that he's, I believe he's 10, she still throws the party. It's just a, tr a tradition. That's so, an amazing idea though. It is. It's like- Because with all the energy from the kids, I mean, they're just going to stay up anyway. They're going to stay up. And it's like, let's, 
band together against this policy. <laughs> Which is total bullshit. It's a, that's an amazing idea. I really like that. Yeah. Interesting. I remember when Lexton was little, there was one year, it was like one year in particular, where we we sprung forward. And he, I remember that that very first night, him just sitting on the sofa sobbing because he was convinced that we were lying to him <laughs> about the time because it was still light out. So he, he thought we just turned the clocks to fuck with him. <laughs> but how do you explain... It, that's what's so hard because there's really no good reason that there we were, do there it. There were these farmers. Right. And they, right, we do it for the farmers they that do it you for never the farmers. see. I, oh they do it for the wheat that you eat. <laughs> that's right. You have you have bread because of daylight savings time. <laughs> it also God. it also came at okay, last week. Dear Lord God, last week. Oh my God. Um It was a busy week for you. It was a busy week. Lita had a play and she was in that play for nine straight nights. And then the last two days she had a matinee and an evening performance. Oh my God. Two. How many hours between? Uh, like an hour and a half. Oh my That was God. every night, every single night. And the two weeks before that she was practicing until six o'clock at night. So this has been a hell of a month. And then last week was like the climax or pinnacle of it all because she had to play every night and then they had to play their two solo pieces in front of the judges at, Fed at Piano Federation on Saturday. So on Saturday, they play their pieces at 10 o'clock in the morning. Then Lita had her call time at 11.30. She had a matinee. Then she had an hour and then she had to go back to do her play, her final play. Good Lord. Yeah. The pressure, she, she's 14 and, you know, this has been really rough on her. A lot of pressure. She's getting, she, <laughs> she's like, you know, I wanted them to give me homework, but they only gave me homework the week of the play. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, why would they do that to me? And it's a school play, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, because some teachers like to fuck with you. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh-huh. Um, no, and I, I mean, no ill will towards teachers, but I had a few professors in college who were totally fucking with their students doing shit like that. My God, they killed it at Federation. They just, and I'm just going to, can I tell this little story really quick? Oh yeah, definitely. That little, I'm going to call her. I'm going to call her a little motherfucker is what I'm going to call her because I would do it on my website. <laughs> I'm going to do it on my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so uh, they were scheduled to play at the same time. And this happens a lot. And what you do is you have to like request that one of the siblings goes first so that you can sneak out and then go see the other sibling play. Because they do it in these rooms in this building on a college campus. I did a similar competition a couple years in high school, actually. With the flute? Possibly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> couple duets, couple solos. <laughs> yep. I was big with the ladies, as you might imagine. I love that about you. I really do love that about you. <laughs> so my mom is there. It's my mom and my dad, my mom and my stepdad, and John was here. John was lovely this week, by the way. John was such a, John really stepped up and helped and took a lot of the burden off of me of like you know, going back and forth between school and all that kind of stuff. I really appreciated his help this week because he was here for it. That's good. So he was there in the room and I was there and she went first 
And this sort of ties wait, back. Wait, wait. Lita went first? Marlo. Marlo, sorry. Marlo went first. This okay, is Marlo. I should have known from Little Motherfucker. <laughs> little I, should have, motherfucker. I should have picked it up, but <laughs> just clarifying. Um, this ties back to what Jesse said last week about he asked if there was a, a competitive aspect to the piano playing. And oh, yeah. the woman in the room stood up and she said, welcome to Piano Federation, because she knew these were all little children. And if this is your first time, please understand that this is not a competition. This is a celebration of your hard work and your skill and your talent. And I love that she said that, because that's what it is. It's like a celebration of all this hard work that you put in every single night working on these pieces. Right. It's basically competing with yourself. Right? Yeah. Like you practiced it. You want to get it perfect. Yeah. And in the days leading up to Federation, Marlo would practice and butcher the shit out of them. Like, and I didn't understand because she's played these pieces for four, four or five months and she was just butchering them. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, there's nothing I can do at this point because I am so maxed out. I am so stretched thin that, you know, we'll go and we'll just celebrate the fact that she's even playing. Sure. We get into the room and the woman sits down. I sit down. And then Marlo introduces herself and she announces her, her pieces and then she sits down. And the judge is not at her to go. And I am sitting so that... She, she can see my eyes over the top of the piano. Okay. And there was this moment before she put her fingers on the keys where she got this look on her face like, I'm going to show you motherfuckers what's going to be up. <laughs> like a smirk, basically. A like smirk. Totally, yeah. Like something clicked inside of that kid. And she played those pieces better than she has ever played them before, ever, perfectly, all the dynamics. There's, there was one, there's one, a part in one song where she has to hit the keys really hard and come off of them really fast. And every time she did that, she would raise her hand in the air really dramatically. She was performing <laughs> like, like Mick Jagger on that piano. Oh, that's awesome. And I was just like... You put me through hell practicing. And then you go on stage and you're just like, yep, I am good at this shit. <laughs> I feel like she's got this, this like Dennis the Menace <laughs> running through her. Like, I'm going to push you absolutely to the edge and completely fuck with your head, but it's going to be cool. Don't worry about it. She, na she nailed both pieces. And like, I was just like, in, and I, as a mother, I was just crying so hard. I was crying so hard. <laughs> had to pull it together because we had to go see Lita. Well, and what was her, I mean, after she was done, what was her reaction? Just like really proud or she knew? She was just like, I don't ever have to play those pieces ever again. <laughs> okay, that was her. Okay. That is awesome. We're done with that. She was really happy with herself. And then Lita, um, because she's been so busy, hasn't had the, her normal time to practice her stuff. And her pieces are really difficult. And she had a Mozart piece that she had to play and she played that one first. And I was really scared about that one because she had not been, she wasn't where she normally is. And again, I'm sitting in her line of sight. She sat down and she played that Mozart piece and she played it beautifully, like the best she's ever played it. Like both of my kids, when it's time to step up, they really step up. And then the second piece she plays is this gorgeous dynamic like it gets loud and then soft and then loud and then soft and there's no better person on the planet who does that better than Lita Armstrong and 
literally the room was vibrating with like how soft she would get and then how emotional it would get as it would build. It was like, like it was unbelievable how she was playing this piece. And then she got to the end and then the ending line goes from the bottom, like the goes from the bass all the way to the treble to the top, just okay. this one line. And she did it and she messed up as she was doing it. And she looked up at me and I looked at her and she covered, she went back down and then she did it again and she messed up again. Then she covered and she went back down and then she, w- she did the final run the way it was supposed to be. So what she did is she did her lead a superpower thing where when she messes up, she doesn't freeze. She doesn't stop. She just covers it up, which I thought was just like the perfect cap. Like you just showed them your superpower. And when it was over, she was just devastated. She was so mad at herself because she had messed up that feet, that, that line. And I was like, honey, that is your superpower. That is a skill that they recognize in you. And because she, she's done that before and um, gotten a really good grade uh, score on it. And I was like, like, it was the most perfect way to end that was to show them when I mess up, it doesn't, I don't freeze. I still can feel the music. And when, when it was over, the, the woman in charge of the room was like, well, that was some emotional playing there. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And wow. it was just... My God. And, it, and when it was over, it was like, you know, when you took exams in college and it was over? Yeah. Like <sighs> that incredible sense of relief. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I feel anytime any like major school project hurdle is crossed, I feel this tremendous weight off my shoulders. And it's not even my project. Yeah. Yes. But I think you just instinctively take on some of that. Yes. Even if they don't need help, you kind of just take it on because you know it's coming. Yes. Yeah. It's it's funny because I was just realizing there's actually a big project that Lexton has right now that involves a speech. Oh no. And he he doesn't he doesn't really enjoy that, to put it mildly. <laughs> and I realized after we had a little bit of a confrontation last night that we've somehow developed this dynamic where when he completely shuts down and loses his shit, somehow I keep my cool. And the reverse, it turns out, is also true. <laughs> because he procrastinated the shit out of this project and didn't talk about it until we have about 24 hours to finish it. And I'm losing my mind because it takes some time to build a presentation and no cards <laughs> and practice and, you know... But the whole time that I'm freaking out, he's looking at me like as calm as can be. He's like, we're going to get this. It's going to be okay. We're going to do it. Which in hindsight was good, but in the moment was even more infuriating because mm-hmm. we don't have to do shit. It's not my speech, but somehow it's going to consume me. Exactly. And I know that. <sighs> a little yeah. bit of a tangent, but. No, no. It- <sighs> There was, it. it is a, as parents, we're so involved, we're so entangled in, in their sense of self and their sense of accomplishment and their sense of, you know, I just, and then once the two plays were over, like Sunday, she woke up and she's like, I feel like I've been hit by a truck, mom. And I'm like, yeah, 
welcome to adulthood. <laughs> yep. At 14. Welcome. Yep. This I said, welcome to high school. Welcome to college. Welcome to the rest of your life. This is what it is. Yep. And yep. that realization, like, that, wow, the weekends are only two days. I wish they were longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody does. That's that's common. Yeah. She was really, she got really upset and then started to, to do the uh, depression spiral last week when she was like, I just realized that we only have one day to recover. We only have Sunday to recover. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We only have one day. <laughs> oh, honey. Yeah. Oh. And there's no, there's no answer. There's no, we're all, we're going to do this. No, and you don't want to say to her, welcome to the rest of your life. This is the way it's going to be. Right. Like, I know it's difficult. I know. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I it, I only have one day too, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, and I think the other thing too that is is worth pointing out is she wants to play piano. Mm-hmm. She wanted to be in the play. Yes. Like if you if you... If you're worried about the recovery time, then you shouldn't have been in the play. And I'm not saying she shouldn't have been, but I think like at a certain point, you're making your own schedule. She did say she so did admit she she admitted to that. She said, "I oh, know." Really? Like she I know said, I did it to myself. She said, "Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I wanted to do this. I know. You told me that it was going to be a huge time commitment. I know. I know. I I take responsibility for it. I know." It's so. like, I take responsibility, but I'm still going to complain, <sighs> which honestly, I would do the same thing. So I don't, totally don't judge her. But but that's yeah. a big step, I think, to mm-hmm. acknowledge that. Like, I I feel this way because I chose to do these things. Mm-hmm. They're good things, and it's a good kind of tired, but it's still, you know, it's not like someone did something to you or put you in this place. Yeah. But the fact that she didn't freeze, to jump back to that really quick, but not only that, the fact that she didn't freeze, but also refused to finish until she got it. Yeah. Is pretty incredible. I think that is incredible in any, in any situation. I mean, I look at like the Olympians who fall right. and then get up like nothing happened. That to me is far more impressive than the ones who flawlessly perform. I have to, you know, it's, it's hard for me to watch her. And I'm sure it's hard for you too. Like when our kids are tired and they're cranky and they're they're depressed or they're they're sad. Like it's hard, but at the same time, it's like oh, you're learning this. You're learning. You're growing. You're learning. Like this is, you know, this is why you have kids. This is so that you can enjoy this process of them discovering life. Right. And in fact, she sort of got some. I won't reveal too much, but she got some bad news, sort of at the end of the play concerning one of her friends and she woke up on Sunday morning and was devastated by it. Like she didn't want to hear, well, you know, this is just, we all go through this. She didn't want to hear that. She didn't want to hear this is a a universal human experience is to be devastated by this kind of thing. So I did what my mom does. My mom is so good at comforting. My mom is like, this must be so horrible for you. This must be just awful. I am so sorry. What can I do for you? And after the week that I have had with her, (laughs) (laughs) after one particular night, (laughs) she 
we I, I talked with her on Sunday morning for about 30 minutes about, about this whole situation. And at the end, she just reached over and hugged me and said, I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to me. And I breathed the huge sigh of relief because we have had, I have had this like, we have butted heads this week more than we've ever butted heads. And the week of the play started pretty rough, right? Yeah. 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 She was, there's a certain evening where I, I didn't give her a certain reaction that she wanted. And she took that as a cue to basically ridicule me to my face. Oh, that's a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I don't have, you know, a partner who's there to say, don't talk to your mother like that. Like, you don't get to talk to your mom like that at all or any adult or anybody, really. I anybody. Mean, and yeah. I, and, and I was like, this isn't you. Like, you, this is not Lita. Like, why is, why are you talking to me like this? This is not your normal behavior. And we both went to bed crying and I was like, am I going to lose her? I don't want to lose her. So on Sunday when she reached over and she just grabbed me and hugged me and said, thank you so much for being here and for loving me and for listening to me. And I was like, okay, (laughs) okay, okay. She's still here. She's still here. (laughs) Well, I think I've been thinking a lot about that because you, I mean, I feel like every person I talk to when they find out Lexton is, you know, a teenager going to be 14, there's always this sort of joke exchange that happens like oh and he's gonna hate you for the next five years like as a teenager you have to hate your parents Mm -hmm. and i think i never did i never really went through that like we had our moments you know you get embarrassed of your parents but i never had that but hearing that enough whether you're a single parent or not i feel like it kind of lets this underlying fear seep in that is exactly what you're talking about like oh my god Am I going to lose her? Mm -hmm. Like, is this the point where we kind of go our separate ways for a while? And it's kind of a horrifying, it's kind of a horrifying thing. Well, it's, I did a lot. I didn't go through it. I never spoke to my parents like that. And I'd never really felt that way about my, like my mother was my best friend. I never got mad at her for asking me to do anything. You know, like we had a set of chores every week and I did my homework and, and so for me to be raising a child who had the inclination to speak to me a certain way and to take a certain tone with me was just, it was like, am I going to lose this connection that is so important to me? Like our connection is so strong and I, it's, it's, you know, it's part of, it's part of who I am, this connection. And like, I don't want to lose it. Um, I mean, I said, I posted a picture to Instagram and I'm like, I didn't even have to think about the caption. It was just like, there's nothing more in life that I, that I love more than being their mother. Like this is, my life is dedicated to, to, to those two kids. Everything revolves around them. Everything does. That hug on Sunday morning was just kind of a transcendental moment. (laughs) Sap, 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 earnest, 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 gross, puke. Right. But it's exactly what you needed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's good. That's a that's a hell of a way to close out not only a difficult week just with things, but a difficult week emotionally. Mm-hmm. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns. They are both at that age though where they're they're capable of of dealing out some pretty harsh blows. Yeah. I even it someone made this comment about uh about the students in Parkland who were speaking out and it was a general comment about teens and I I wish I could remember exactly what it was. But it was something to the effect of I'm I'm glad oh, man it basically like teenagers have this innate ability to be incredibly ruthless anyway. Uh-huh. So it's nice that this now has a direction. Yeah, because exactly. they do have that ability to just cut you down <laughs> and it's incredible. They haven't yet been totally indoctrinated with the, there's a certain decorum about how, how you go about things, right? That right. They, they're not yet completely versed on that decorum. And right now that quality is amazing to be put in that direction. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> there's some times where I just, Like you, you want to say something, but at the same time, you're just so damn proud because there, you feel like even if, even if maybe what they say or their attitude is not appropriate, it kind of indicates that they're, that they're getting it, Mm -hmm. you know, like it was last week or the week before. I don't even remember what Lexton said, but he said something and, and Heather said, told him to not be sassy. That's her go-to word is sassy. And he turns around and looks her right in the eye and says, I'm not being sassy. I'm being sarcastic. (laughs) And I, I was kind of just jaw dropped because he was correct. I mean, he shouldn't have really said anything, but it was, it was just brilliant. Like she didn't even know what to say because he was, he was telling the truth (laughs) and it was awesome. So that's what I mean. Like, not really proud, but you're like, okay, you get it. You were being sarcastic. Congratulations on appropriately identifying that. It was great. That's a good moment. <laughs> you probably shouldn't laugh at it, but that's a really good moment. <laughs> oh, no, it was awesome. It was, oh, my God, it was great. But you didn't lose her. So, see, everything mm-hmm. comes back around to a full week that's completely screwed again for a different reason. <laughs> Oh, it's just and trying to trying to write during all of what was going on. And there was a day, there was a couple days where my babysitter had canceled. So, and Marlo got sick, and so I had to like there were two uh, two of my writing days got completely obliterated because I didn't have childcare, and Marlo got sick, and I had to go pick her up from school and take care of her. And oh my god, it's one of those weeks where it's like, okay, you know what? I'm not gonna get frustrated because there's nothing I can do, which is a completely different approach than what I would have taken a year ago. <laughs> like oh, yeah. it, it was a year ago that I started treatment. And electroshock therapy, you mean? It wasn't electroshock therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you as many opportunities as possible to say that because I know that no matter how many you have, 
People will not hear it. People will not hear it. No. And like I felt myself like letting go, <laughs> letting go, letting go. Oh, like I felt myself as the week sort of crumbled around me. I felt myself like, okay, there's nothing I can do about this right now. And there, so there's no reason for me to worry. I will make it up next week. I'll do it next week. I'll just get to it next week. If I can't do it right now, don't get frustrated. And that's a long way that I've come to be able well, to Well, it's do such that. a freeing way to exist. And I know there's some people who would say, well, you're giving up or you're you know, throwing in the towel. But there are honestly just times where that is the only option. Because like you said, it's out of your hands. <laughs> you just can't do anything. So you could you could be angry about it all day, but it's not going to change. You could make 10 phone calls and 10 different people. It's still not going to change. So you just accept it and work around it or with it. Well, also, <laughs> I had I was about, it was, a, it was a Wednesday. Yeah, that was the day. Oh, my God. I was about 500 words away from the goal of the day. And the, my phone rang. And I looked at the number. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, oh, do I answer it? Do I answer it? Do I answer it? And so I answered it. And she's like, hello, Heather. This is this is Cindy from school. Um, Marlo, Marlo, little Marlo, was, she calls her little Marlo, little Marlo because Marlo's been there so many times. Little Marlo is sitting <laughs> here and um, she said she had a stomach ache. And so I gave her an ice pack and I sent her back to her class. And I told her to stay there for at least an hour because she's like concerned about me. <laughs> oh, like she knows that you have stuff like I'm she trying to knows. buy you time. Yeah, she's like trying to oh, buy me man. time. And she's like, but she came back and said that she feels like she's going to throw up. Would you like to talk to her? And I said, yeah, put her on the phone. So she hands the phone to Marlo and it's complete silence. And she's like, say, say hello. She goes, hello. <laughs> That's it. Oh my God. <laughs> I said, hey, are you okay? Huh? Marlo, are you okay? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. That is so helpful. I was like, Marlo, do you feel well? No. <laughs> oh God. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll be there in just. I'll be there in just a minute. Like, hang on, I got five hundred words to go. Exactly. I'll be there when I can. If you're, if she's clearly that indifferent, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, I guess I don't feel okay. Oh man, that's rough. But you know, we got we we got an interview in last week with one of my favorite artists. We which also, was awesome. which is awesome, our longest episode ever too, which I think says something. He was great. He was great. He was a joy to speak with. Yes. Um, and we also launched our Patreon soft we launch. Did. We did. Soft launch, which I guess this is now the launch launch. This is now the launch. After we've spiraled through all the child bullshit. Um, right. Yeah. We launched our Patreon this week with a video of the two of us. It's not my normal setup in the video. Is that Nor your normal setup in the video? No, and I don't normally look that fucking stiff and awkward. That's just a <laughs> bonus, I guess. It's terrible. So I'm so sorry to everyone. By the way, when Ryan was, was editing, it, when he first started editing, he goes, I can see your face, but I can't see John's. <laughs> well, and I think what's funny, and this is a testament, I think, to how fantastic Ryan is. The video, I don't, it's like five minutes or something. But the video that we sent him was like 16. Yeah, at least 16. But somehow, 
He edited it in such a way that you don't even feel like anything has been spliced together. Uh-huh. Which is completely phenomenal. And I, I admittedly, it's been a little while since I've watched the five-minute video. But in the original video, there was a there was like a little blip at the end where I awkwardly popped my face out from behind the mic. And I don't know if that made the final cut. So now you really do just see me from like the bridge of my nose up, <laughs> which is not weird at all. You had a way better angle and you had a selfie light for it, which was had a just... selfie light. It still, it still wasn't as, as professional as the YouTubers. Like the YouTubers have like this amazing light setups where yeah. their skin is flawless and their makeup is done. And yeah. Um, the selfie well, and it's light... worth mentioning mm-hmm. that that was actually recorded before I started glowing. <laughs> so <laughs> I just need to get that out there. That's not indicative of my current natural glow. I don't even know. I I don't even think I had a beard then. Maybe I did. It's been a while, though. It's been a while. Yeah, we recorded that last year, didn't we? We did. Yeah, it's been. I mean, it took us a while to do it. Ryan's got a lot going on. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, busy people. So there's a lot going on. So we, we launched the Patreon um, for those who want to throw in a couple bucks a month to help support the production of this podcast. Like I said, Ryan is uh, Ryan is just a pro, and we want to keep him going, right? Yes, yes. And none of you want to know what this would sound like without him, because it would it would not be it would not be like this. Ryan is a perfectionist, so which is good. So take a look. There's, I mean, there's. I think we talked about it before briefly, but there are there's some um, rewards for backing us every month, and once we hit, I think it's 250 patrons. We have agreed to read erotic fiction, which is horrifying, really. I, your your voice is much better suited for that, I think, than mine. I Well, I, I'm happy to read all the erotic fiction. <laughs> I'll just, I have so much of it on my shelf that I'll just pick one and take it from there. Someone, I posted a, a, an Instagram story, I don't know, last last week or something in which I read, I was actually reading a story and someone left a comment and I don't remember the exact term. I'm going to see if I can like pull it up right now. She said, you could be an ASMR artist, which I was not entirely familiar with what that is, but I think it's sounds that put you to sleep basically. (laughs) Like it is, I just, it's autonomous sensory meridian response is a term used for an experience characterized by a static like or tingling sensation of the skin. Oh God, no, this is way weirder than I thought. <laughs> what the fuck? It was a, it was definitely a compliment and I appreciate it, but. You do, I, you have mm. a very, you, you have a radio voice. Like, and I, I think that's one of the best qualities of, of what we do is that your voice really does sound like it's supposed to be on the radio. So I'm meant to read erotic fiction. You're meant to read it. Yeah. Which, just a tangent, by the way, there was a, I can't believe I missed this. There was a conference here last week. I think it was hosted by the church against pornography. A conference against pornography? they're, They're really, really trying to like regulate pornography here. Let's really focus on the genuine problems. Like yes, well, no, and they're they're calling it a serious public health crisis. Oh God, that is demonizing our children. <sighs> oh God. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some 
there's some stuff out there that probably doesn't need to be out there, but let people have their porn. <laughs> I know. I mean, there's a lot worse in the world. Oh, public health crisis. You should have gone. Oh, you could have like, you could have done a live Instagram story from the anti-porn convention. I could have. I don't know oh, why I didn't go. Opportunity. And was this past which, weekend? I think it was last weekend. Yeah. Which is uh. funny because I just signed up for a porn site. I just got a <laughs> subscription. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Hang on a second. What? I, I like, um, like. You're not uh, kidding. Tasteful porn. Yeah. Tasteful stuff. Tasteful porn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, we can Let's talk elaborate. About- hang on. No, no. This is. <laughs> hang on a second here. Oh tasteful. Tasteful. Tasteful porn. <laughs> so what 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 prompted this exactly? Okay. So back in 2006. Primarily I'm I'm looking for the link here, so just okay. to clear. No. So I was married and I didn't fine, whatever. <laughs> I grew up Mormon, okay? Ma- masturbating is not masturbating is a sin. Okay? Right, right. There's an actual right video up there with about, coffee. There's there's a video out there about the factory in men it's, they call it a little factory um and that naturally takes care of itself in your in your sleep so that you don't have to take care of it what <laughs> was this put out by the church yes oh and amazing a, do you have a link to that i'm gonna get a link to it oh shit. and there's a whole talk by one of the um general authorities about the little factory in men and how masturbation is a you know it, it erodes the soul so I, I grew need to up. Know about the little factory. Yeah, the little factory. Oh man, it it takes care of itself when you're asleep. Um, <laughs> oh my god! So I didn't discover. I cannot believe that we have spiraled here. I d- I never well, masturbated. Erotic fiction does these things. I know. I never masturbated. Never, never, never. Because it was a sin. It was a sin, and in 2006, I was. Uh, I was on a business trip to San Francisco and my friend Maggie <laughs> took me to um, oh, a sex toy shop. Good Vibrations on, I think it's on Valencia in, Still in there. Mission. Yeah. Oh, wow. I've been back. <laughs> oh, God. You're like, oh, yeah, definitely. definitely so we go, go in there and I am like, she, she said that I looked like I was seeing... Um, the, she's, she said my eyes were huge and I looked embarrassed and horrified and I'm sure I did. So she walked around and she showed me all the different like vibrators and stuff to use. And she's like, you want, you want to get this and you want to get this. And she's like, and to, you know, to help yourself, what, what you do is you just Google some tasteful porn and you can watch that while you, you know, do what you do. And well, you, is that, the, did she use the term tasteful porn? I love that. Term. Yes. Tasteful porn. Amazing. Okay. And because you don't want to, you don't want the stupid like pizza guy shows up. Hey, buddy. those have the best scripts, though. Yeah, they really do. And um, I I sort of filed that away, and and it wasn't until 2012 after after my separation that I um I remembered the conversation and I knew where the toys were, and I was like, okay, we'll try this. Wait, and, hang on. You bought these in 2006? Yes. And they just hung out? Yeah. I had batteries and I put the batteries in. So you like moved with these? <laughs> yes. 
Like they were very much a part of your life Twice. that you were aware of and just <laughs> just hung out. Okay, and, awesome. And They're like I, antique by the time you pull them out. Yeah, and so I, you know, I was by myself one night and I attempted what most people have <laughs> attempted their entire lives and <laughs> I sent her a text and I was like, holy shit, it works. Who knew? <laughs> Are you kidding me? This is like five years ago. This is amazing. Yes. This yes. is, I cannot uh-huh. wait to write the episode description for this episode. <laughs> oh, wow. I was 36 years old was the first time I masturbated. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Technically, you were still part of the church. Yes, I was. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was late to the game. And she texted back and she's like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Armstrong, has it taken you this long? And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> like six years. Oh my God. And she was like, did it work? Like, does the device still work? And I'm like, well, I had batteries lying around. And <laughs> Oh man. Oh wow. So na- So then it took you another... Five years to sign up for a tasteful porn website. Yeah. Because there was a lot of tasteful porn on like Tumblr sites and some of it gets just, you know, flagged and taken down. And so my go-to stuff, I'd have to find other go-to stuff. (laughs) This is amazing. Just keep going. This is excellent. (laughs) My go-to stuff. That is rough when you got to find a new Tumblr porn site. Oh, wow. I'm not going to get into the specifics of things, but like, I just, I don't, I don't like the gross porn. Like, ugh. I don't even want to. That's what I was saying. There's a lot of weird shit out there. There's a lot of gross, ugh. Like, I like the tasteful stuff, so. So no pizza guys. No pizza guys. No, like, no, like, crazy implants sort of thing, you know? Right. Yeah. Just taste. We're going to stop. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> I was just going to let it keep happening. So with that disclosure, I think you have just volunteered to also read erotic fiction. You might, maybe, maybe this new site actually has a fiction section. You should Maybe look. it does. Yes. I actually did read F- Fifty Shades of Grey. I read that book from I, cover to cover. And it was terrible. I don't know how you did it. I, I because it. when it came out, Heather read it, and I remember picking it up and reading just two pages because I couldn't really figure out what what it was all about, like why it was such a big deal. It's fucking awful. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the just the writing is terrible. She did well. I'm happy for her. Like it's fine. It I there's no way I could get through it. Yeah, I mud I muddled through it. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, okay. It was. I mean, it was it was all right. This is actually pretty good. They're having more sex. They're having they're having more sex toys. Oh, there's the whip. Yep, there we go. Oh, there's the whip. <laughs> oh wow! And that, so that book is also is that what maybe made you remember that you'd also owned some for six years that you yeah twice? it was it was okay. like reading that book I was like oh wait a minute full circle like it was that that file that I had filed away in my brain like wait a minute wait a minute tasteful porn huh and so I googled it. <laughs> You go, oh God, you is that really what you Googled? Yes. Oh, amazing. This just keeps getting better. That is fantastic. I mean, just last week there was a, a Tumblr site that I would go to and it got taken down. Just last week. 
So, yeah, I'm volunteering. If we reach a certain number of patrons, um, I'm volunteering to read some porn or erotic fiction. I don't even think that the erotic fiction has to be tasteful. It just has to be erotic fiction. Okay. And now that we've spent 10 minutes on your sex toy history, (laughs) I think clearly our listeners know that this is something they need to support. (laughs) Because who doesn't want to hear about that? This it's like it's like background content for Deuce.com. Oh my god, yeah. Well, I, th- I think I wrote about it on my website that I hadn't masturbated you? until I was thirty six. Yeah. Oh god. That was oh. amazing. And now it's you know I'm not. I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the way that you said that conveyed the entire message you were about to say anyway i am a healthy 42 year old woman let's just put it that way oh god and a healthy 42 year old woman and everything that you've ever heard about women in their early 40s is absolutely 100 percent true like i'm a testament yes i'm raising my hand yes <laughs> well now we all know why you occasionally go back to san francisco <laughs> Because I'm, I'm going to guess there are no sex toy shops in Salt Lake. Maybe I'm I, wrong. I haven't explored that yet. I don't, I honestly, I'm thinking you probably shouldn't. No, I, you can I always go online and order Yeah, things. but I just, I think, I think, I think going into one in Salt Lake, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Something about it just, I don't know. Yeah. If they have another anti-porn convention though, you have to go. I have to go instagram story that shit you need the public you health put crisis your sex toys on like a rope and hang them around your neck just go <laughs> walk in and be ready to go oh man yeah public health crisis public health crisis we could totally go off in so many directions from that because that is mm. you know i'm all about fighting porn if we fight <laughs> the other shit first like if there's nothing left to fight and we want to turn to porn, okay. But let's let's let that be for a little while. Yeah, like I can't, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> I know, but it's see, now you have you've got a stake in it though because if porn is outlawed, there goes that membership. I know. See, and that's then I have then. to find another go-to stuff. <sighs> You're going to have to be like that's like dark web stuff right there. <laughs> The dark web. I don't want to go there. The dark web. So yeah, a lot has happened. Wow. Mm -hmm. Somehow, I think when we originally were kind of planning some of our guests, we intentionally planned time between because so much happens. And somehow we ended up with two in a row, which was great. But then then we don't catch up. Then we catch up. Yeah. So part of part of the patronage is we want to hear like are you inter- like what kind of guests are you interested in us bringing on and if you would like to be a guest please contact us and let us know what you would like to talk about because this Definitely. is a free this is a free for all man y'all just learned about my dildo <laughs> so yeah I was gonna say you know at one point we maybe were going for a very parent friendly angle but honestly anything goes now it seems this one's gonna have. This one's going to have a a red E next to it. Yeah, which is basically all of them. Hi, Ryan. (laughs) Ryan did not see this coming. I wish we could watch him edit this one. But I think once you become a patron, I think you can also comment. I think you have to be a patron to comment on Patreon. 
but it would be great to see some discussion starting over there. Whether it's you want to be a guest, whether it, you know you have ideas for guests, and I know that we have some in email, um, and I, I've probably saved them in a folder, or starred them, or something, and I need to go back and look at those as well. But yeah. it would be great to to hear some people weigh in on that and, and see where things see where things go. And clearly, I mean, we've talked to people in policy, we've talked to people who teach, we've talked to musicians. I mean, it's a whole range. So, who do you want to hear from? Who do you want to hear from? I know my mother is on the list. And yeah, my you, mother do, you have to, you got to get that lined up. I got to get that lined up. I got to get it set up for her. So Yeah. And we, we do have other people in mind, too. Um, and some other things lined up. But definitely, that's kind of, that's one of the reasons we wanted to do Patreon was to to give all of you, our listeners, the chance to, to be a bit more involved and have a say and know what's coming up and all of that. So definitely take advantage of it. And uh, yeah, we would appreciate any support that you could give us. That would be amazing uh, to keep this up and running. Absolutely. To keep this up and running. And, uh, and in the meantime, if you have any questions about Patreon, about Heather's sex toys, about her tasteful porn, any of those things. If you want to know the site that I went to, I might tell you at some point. Maybe. See, so if you email and ask nicely, <laughs> because I'm going to I'm gonna try to find out as soon as we stop recording, so everyone else might as well try, then you can email us, as always, to stories at manicramblings.com, or you can find us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and or Instagram at manicramblings. Yes. And until next time, tasteful porn dildo. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. I wish to explain something that will help you understand your young manhood and help you develop self-control. When this power begins to form, it might be likened to having a little factory in your body, one designed to produce that substance that can generate life. This little factory moves quietly into operation as a normal and expected pattern of growth and begins to produce that life-giving substance. It will do so perhaps as long as you live. It works very slowly. That is the way it should be. For the most part, unless you tamper with it, you will hardly be aware that it is working at all. As you move closer to manhood, this little factory will sometimes produce an oversupply of this substance. The Lord has provided a way for that to be released. It will happen without any help, nor without any resistance from you. Perhaps one night you will have a dream, and in the course of it, the release valve that controls that little factory will open and release all that is excess. The factory and the automatic release valve works on its own schedule. The Lord intended it to be that way. 